Public Health Wales said that the new Welsh Government restrictions came into force at 6pm on Friday, covering travel and the hospitality sector. People living in Wales cannot travel to areas of England in Tier 3 or areas of Scotland in Level 3 or above. In these circumstances, travel out of Wales is only allowed under limited circumstances, such as for work or education. People you don't live with cannot come into your home unless you have formed an extended household or bubble with them except in very limited circumstances. Pubs, restaurants, bars and cafes have closed uh, from 6pm apart from takeaway services and will not be able to serve alcohol. It is now clear from the data that the coronavirus cases are rising in most parts of Wales, reversing the downward trend we had observed as a result of the firebreak. We ask the public to observe the regulations and to limit their contact with other people as much as possible so that we all work together to bring the numbers of positive cases down. The festive period is important for people across Wales who want to be with loved ones during the holidays, particularly after a very difficult year, but we would remind everyone that we must each continue to take personal responsibility to limit the spread of the virus and protect our loved ones, particularly if they are vulnerable or extremely extremely vulnerable. For many, this will mean that it isn't possible to celebrate Christmas in the way you normally would. We understand that people will want to do their Christmas shopping at this time of year. We would suggest to try to visit shops during off-peak times, to always maintain social distancing and to wear a face covering if you can. Options such as click and collect or online purchasing may also be something to consider. A Pembrokeshire out-of-hours mental health scheme has been praised in the Senate and held up as a possible way forward for the rest of Wales. The Pembrokeshire Twilight Sanctuary out-of-hours mental health service for adults is being piloted for three months until the end of February. The new service is a partnership between Mind Pembrokeshire, Heweldar University Health Board, David Powers Police and Pembrokeshire County Council. The service will support adults experiencing mental distress and those at risk of deterioration deteriorating mental health at a time when other support-based services are closed. This preventative service will provide early access to help, which will lessen dependence on core mental health services. It follows the success of the Twilight Sanctuary in Llanetli, which opened a year ago at Llanetli Mind, which was the first of its kind in Wales. Joyce Watson has praised the Pembrokeshire Safe Refuge for people experiencing mental distress. She said, I'm so pleased that the Twilight Sanctuary Service is now up and running here in Pembrokeshire. For the next few months, it will provide a safe refuge for adults experiencing mental distress in those crucial hours when other support services are closed. I'm Charlie James and you're up to date on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio.
Well, a very good evening. It's Pure West Radio on a Monday evening. This is Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. I'm Ben Stone and we are live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. In just a sec, we are going to meet a sharpshooter from Rudbaxton. We're also going to look back on the highlights of the Sports Pembrokeshire Awards and we're going to talk the good, the bad and the ugly of Wales Autumn International Rugby Campaign. Good, bad and ugly, not three words I'd use to describe my colleagues, although we, we could. Gordon Thomas, Bill Kahn and Fraser Watson, good evening, how are we? Okay. All good, Ben. Excellent stuff. And you better well, be saying I'm the good one. I, I'll leave it to interpretation. Thank so you. Maybe pe- people might want to get involved on the Facebook page mm. and make their own judgment. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's get some sporting highlights from the from the weekend to kick off. Uh, Bill Kahn, what was yours? Uh, I couldn't say Wales were, and Havford West County certainly weren't. So really, it was a pretty static highlights season on on the weekend, if I'm honest. There was nothing that I thought, wow, England off in South Africa, all my mm. sporting outlets, vamoosed. I know. Well, it was a one-all draw for Haverford West County. Would that be your sporting highlight, Gordon? Uh, I was there, Ben, and uh, <laughs> Elliot, Elliot Scott uh, scored uh, a deflected free kick to give the Bluebirds uh, three points. That uh, give them a point, which they didn't really deserve on the day, because Kevin Druid should have uh, taken those three points. But my highlight of the weekend was uh, Manchester United winning at West Ham three-one, one oh. one nil down at half time, and then uh, oh. w- you know a few substitutions and bang, 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 Chicken. we're in. Chicken. It was uh, Marcus Rashford. <laughs> And Greenwood. Now we'll and... have Arsenal and blinking Tottenham now. Well, that would be my highlight, oh. the North London derby, of course. I mean, that was a brilliant performance from Tottenham. I thought Son and Harry Kane in particular, outstanding. Son is probably world class now, I would say. And I think people are starting to realise that. Joe Roden made another appearance, though, chaps, off the bench last minute and had a really good defensive header right at the end. So back to the top of the table temporarily for the mighty Tottenham, still in contention to win the title, Bill, which means you might owe me £10 at the end of the season for charity. Will Wolves nil, Liverpool a four. Well, come on. Forgot to mention that. Fraser, what was yours? Well, well, you lot are all talking about this Premiership razzmatazz and rubbish. I was concentrating on the real stuff in the Championship. And um, no, Swansea, uh, Swansea winning 2 0 against Luton. Obviously, vital win that after the loss against Middlesbrough. Ahead of a very big week with a Bournemouth tomorrow night in Cardiff on Saturday. So that would be mine. Like Bill, it was scuppered a bit by the uh, two cricket games being called off. Although I did have a chuckle at Mercedes yesterday as well. All the talk that anyone could win in a Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton not available, and no cars in the top six. So that that might have interested a few doubters. Just on Swansea as well. Good to see Liam Cullen, uh, Pembrokeshire boy, 71 minutes again for Swansea. Definitely establishing himself in, in the mind of the manager, which is good to see. Yeah, I have to say, Steve Cooper was always adamant he would get a run. And it was looking at the, at one point, they were futile words because he wasn't even used substitute for a lot of mm. games this season but he is now getting that he could do with a goal I have to say when, when you're playing up front it doesn't matter if you're playing well or people look at your goals don't they so he could do without maybe to just get him going but it's good to see he's featuring regularly and well, with the fixture list coming up he'll undoubtedly feature more as well yeah another game tomorrow and yeah. another game on the Bridge Meadow for have for West County as well Bill yeah but sorry can I just say I'm bored with all this football Jamie Vardy <laughs> breaking the corner flag great example to kids Bridge yeah do fine. that it's fine <laughs> let's talk to a real star yeah. 
yeah, in here with us. Come on. Let's do that. And I know oh. Bill was Bill was desperate to mention Jamie Vardy. He's, he's yeah. told me at least three times over the course of the weekend to, to say uh, about Jamie Vardy breaking the corner flag. Yeah, let's go to our, our guest. And Fraser, we're talking to someone who's, I think, got the Olympics on his mind later on, mm. well, next year now. Absolutely. You know, we, um, Ben Llewellyn here with us tonight. It's a pleasure to have him. He comes from a, a famous sporting family in Pembrokeshire, but he's very much forged his own path. He's um, a shooter in the 2017, the Sport Shooting Federations Championships in Australia and Brisbane. He won gold a year later. It was a silver in the Commonwealth Games in, in Delhi. And uh, as you just mentioned, Ben, he's now um, very much an Olympic hopeful. Now, Ben... I'm addressing the real Ben now. Uh, sorry, Mr. Stone. Um, we last spoke in March. And at that point, you you were on the verge of qualifying for the Olympics. Obviously, COVID-19 was just beginning to get a grip. We didn't really know what was happening. You were still then scheduled to have the European Championships in May in France, which was going to double up as an important qualifier for you. Do you just mind putting us in the picture now and telling us how things have, have gone since then? Well, yeah, like you say, uh, COVID had a, a big impact on on our year. Um, so, uh, so that's just sort of put a, a stop to to us for now. Um, they they tried to re uh, run the the European Champs in September, um, which eventually got cancelled. So, uh, so we're we're still hope for hopeful now. We'll have the the European Champs in in April next year. It being Ben for you, because obviously to qualify for the Olympics is the ultimate for so many people in so many sports and you put a huge amount of, of psychological effort into it. Imagine it's a big strain mentally and then you get to the brink of this culmination of so much hard work and all of a sudden it's paused and here we are still eight months down the line and it's still on pause. You know, so how difficult has it been to retain focus so to speak? Has it been almost surreal? Yeah well it has been tough uh, to be honest um, because you know, you build up the, the every four years we have the opportunity to to compete at the Olympics. So, so your build up period to that one day is, is massive, and um, we're we're all building quite nicely towards the the Olympics this year. And having that pushed on a year um, can be quite difficult. Um, for me, I've I've taken the approach that, and it's given me an extra twelve months to to work harder again and and be a sort of 12 month more experience going into the Olympics. So, so I'm trying to use it as um, trying to use it in, in my favor to be even more prepared to give myself an extra year of preparation. Um, so, so yeah, trying to look at the positives of the 12 month uh, postponement, but um, I'm sure a lot of people will be, uh, will be finding it quite hard. Are you managing to uh, get together and train with any of the other GB uh, uh, shooters, Ben? I, I know you've got an excellent facility at home, and I'm sure you've been uh, using that a lot as well to uh, keep up your target practice. Yes. Um, to start with, obviously, during the full lockdown, we, we couldn't uh, have any training camps, but um, I think it was uh, mid-August that they, they managed to to get all the sort of uh, health and safety bits in place that we can get back together and, and we're, we're back in, in training camp since middle of August. So um, we're, we're able to, to travel to, uh, to the, the, the British hub of, of training and um, it's nice to be able to get back to training with the team because 
that uh, the team environment is quite important to to having some quality training. Um, but yeah, like you said, I have the the uh, the facilities at home, so that's uh, that that's been a, another advantage for me. Is I haven't had to rely on going to a, a shooting ground uh, to train, and most of them have been closed. So so to have that uh, the access to the range at home has been uh, been a, a massive. Um, a massive help for sure yeah tell us about your discipline um ben olympic skeet um th- what does that involve for, for people listening to, tonight what what should they look out for so basically olympic skeet is um it's a semicircle um basically with uh, a clay trap um a release trap on either side one is standing three and a half meters off the ground and one is basically on the floor and they cross, um, they basically fire towards each other, crossing in the middle. Um, and then your semicircle goes from w- one side of basically that what we call the high house, and it comes right round to the low house. And you have eight stations as you go around, and basically it's, uh, it's a number of different sequences on each station uh, that add up to 25 targets. Um, and we shoot uh, five rounds in a competition over two days, uh, which is 125 targets. Wow. Um, and then the top six from that 125 targets then qualify for the final. Wow. What would it mean to you to, to be involved in the Olympic Games? Uh, well, for me, um, ever since I started uh, competitive clay shooting, um, the... I started off with my brother in the sporting world and um, that was great fun. I enjoyed that very much. But then I went over to the Olympic skeet and uh, I went over to the skeet. And when I was in that, in the skeet world, uh, a coach came up to me um, and I think it was 2011 and said, why don't you try Olympic skeet? Because you can go to the Commonwealth games and the Olympics. And as soon as he said those two, two words to me, um, the, the, those two games, my my mind just yeah. focused in, and I was like, "Yes, that is where I want to go, and that is what I want to do." So basically, ever, ever ever since he told me where I could go with it, it it's been my dream ever since. So um, so to be able to to compete at the the Olympics is is going to be a massive occasion, and uh, yeah, I really look forward to. To, to getting stuck into next year and, and getting the qualifying uh, done and dusted. Ben, can I ask, uh, I know when you're shooting, by the way, cross the valley in Trefgan, like you knew the gun going off, <laughs> and I say to Marilyn, Ben's out there, but she won't let me come down to watch you. Your health and yeah. safety, Bill. Yeah, but I, I, you forgive me, because my memory's going a bit of my age. But you know when you came silver in the Commonwealth? Did you lose yeah. that on a shoot-off? Um, oh. that was actually during the final. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, how, how the, how the finals work for us now is 60 targets. Um, but all six shooters shoot 20 targets and then one person is eliminated. And then every, uh, the lowest score yeah. out of the 20 is eliminated. And then every 10 after that, another one is eliminated. So going into, after we shot 50 targets, uh, I was, in the lead by yeah. one play and during the last 10 targets i missed two targets 
which uh, dropped me into second place. So uh, just missing gold by one clay. I think, you know, wow. I, I remember you telling me about that, and I was amazed because i got to be I'm a bit disenchanted with football now when you see these guys crying when they miss a penalty <laughs> and then running up the field as if they've He's gonna mention done Jamie 10 cartwheels, not just scored from 12 yards, which they should do with a static keeper. What is it like to take part? Now, to me, that's, that's a, a real... Good question. Yeah. You know, co- competition. That's where you've got to focus for a long time, not take a damn penalty from 12 yards. So what is it like when you're in that? Knowing there's a gold medal, in the Commonwealth Games at stake, you know? Well, the Commonwealth Games was was a massive event for me. Um, I think it, it's such a big event for me in particular um, because it's an opportunity to represent Wales mm. rather than Great Britain. So, so going to the Commonwealth Games was massive and I was um, sort of in awe at the, the, whole, the whole Games. So when I qualified for that final... Um, going into those so those precious targets, you know that you if you miss one clay, that could be the difference between coming first or last. So the the pressure leading into that final was massive, but it was almost giving me a, a boost of adrenaline, and and I was sort of even more focused about coming away with a medal. Um, so. The, the pressure kind of worked in my favour and, and the occasion worked in my favour, I think. But the the whole occasion was a little bit surreal, to be honest. Um, and like the, 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 the football, they have moments every week, but we have moments every four years. That's it. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, yeah. so we... Four years uh, of work it, comes down to that moment, doesn't it, effectively? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... So getting in that moment and and sort of having that reflection time of, right, I've spent four years prepping for this one moment. Um, yeah. Don't bugger it up. <laughs> how, how do you actually uh, control your nerves, Ben? Obviously, that's a high-pressured situation to be in, and there's fine margins between winning and losing. Is it, what sort of thought process have you got to keep in the zone then, Ben, when you're shooting? Uh, well, it's a combination of things, really. Um, I, I try and... A, a lot of my, my thinking during the competitions, during finals, is always what's right in front of me, what, what's, what's, uh, what's happening now. As soon as you let your ahead, mind yeah. wander... Yeah, as soon as you let your mind wander at all, yeah. um, thinking about what could happen mm. um, in 10 minutes' time or what, what has happened... 10 minutes ago mm. um that that's when you end up missing targets and losing yeah so um yeah just keeping it's just your, your mind in the, in the now moment when you're shooting staying and concentrating mm. yes. in the now Sorry, exactly so yeah. uh yeah so, so that's a huge part of, of, of for us is, is staying in the moment and yeah, and yeah. taking one target at a time yeah. Can I just ask as well, because it fascinates me, I watch the rugby boys with a uh, place kick in, and that's another bee in my bonnet, because they shouldn't take so damn long, and they do all the shaking <laughs> and grumpy tonight, playing around with blimey. <laughs> do you, do you try to, do you, are you like them in the sense that you try to make every shot, just say, I know you've got different heights and different trajectories, but you try to do every shot exactly the same? Yeah, exactly, yeah, so um if we our routine is is sort of the the most important part. Oh.
sessions of mm. shooting the same thing over and over and over again yeah and it could be all worth it at the end fraser yeah i have to ask ben um, when you look back at, at the gold coast and the silver medal we just talked about what is your your overriding emotion because obviously there must be a huge sense of pride to have gone as far as you did to have come home with a medal but there is no escaping the fact you were, you were so close to commonwealth gold as well I mean, do you look back at it with pride or with with disappointment not not disappointment in how you perform, but disappointment in coming so close, or or is it a combination of the two? Shooting range, collecting the medal was was joy. Right. Um, I, I was extremely happy, um, but that only lasted about two hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then I was just sort of, I had that moment of, of sitting down and, and reflecting on the whole competition. And I was extremely gutted, yeah. to be yeah. honest. Yeah, the, yeah, gutted was a, is a very good word of, of describing the, the emotion. And that, and that feeling was with me for probably about five or six months mm. um, before I really got over it and, and sort of changed my mindset to focus now on the next one so um so yeah the, the emotion was at the during the time it was an incredible um feeling um but then soon after the competitive side yeah. kicked in and just said yeah that, that isn't enough i need gold well, that's a brilliant target and a, a great place to, to leave it for this evening, I think, Ben. Listen, we, we wish you so much luck and um, we really hope you make it to, to the Olympics in Tokyo next year. And I know you'll be flying that Pembrokeshire flag with pride if you do. Um, so good luck from all of us. And you'll come back on and, and tell us when, when you find out. Yes, definitely. Yeah, no problem at all. One, one request, Ben, if you do go to the Olympics and get a medal, especially for Bill, will you run to one of the flags and two-foot it and snap it? <laughs> <in there>? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not laughing about that, because he's the first one to grumble when someone breathes out a line in sport. Hey, listen, thanks for not doing the jitterbug in that interview as well. Well done. Ben, thank you. Ben, I knew you would end up singing tonight. <laughs> thank you very much for being with us. We really appreciate yeah, well that. Done, that video. Best. Thank you, Ben. Best. All the best. Good stuff. That will no stay problem. on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. So do have a look at that. We wish Ben loads and loads of luck. Coming next, we're going to have a look at why it was a good sporting weekend for some more Pembrokeshire sportsmen and women and a look back on uh, Wales Autumn Rugby Campaign. That's coming up next on Pure West Sport. Oh, you Farm, you're guaranteed a fun family day out. Explore the zoo, experience the barn, have fun at the fairground, or just go and play. You get to pick your own adventure, and it's never been more affordable. With 15% off day tickets purchased in advance online, or the great value annual passes where you only have to visit more than twice to start saving. What better time to experience the excitement that a day at Folly Farm brings? Zoo, barn, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales, a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. 
playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir, and a multitude of masterclasses from Broadway and West End talent. Calling all actors, singers, dancers, and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com. Follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Wait a second. Search for Pure West Radio. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in light and we banish it. Pray for the other ones at Christmas 
do they know it's Christmas? Festive music for a Monday evening on Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. You may just have caught Bill and Fraser already getting into our next subject. Just before we do, uh, I thought that was really good with Ben Llewellyn and and we really hope he he does make it into the Olympics, don't we? Because I think he's so focused and so driven and I thought he gave a really good interview this evening. And very grounded too, isn't he? I think... um... He's a lovely boy. Yeah, definitely. And another one to be proud of. I just think we, we might maybe pick some of these up on the Facebook page, but I was just trying to think if he does make it to the Olympics, who, who would be other Pembrokeshire Olympians? And Joe Allen was was in the Team G, Team GB football, wasn't he? 2012? He was, yeah. 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 Any others off the top of your head? Any right, other Pembrokeshire Olympians? In the 1948 Olympics, Pembroke Borough. Yeah. Jacob Thomas. Um, Jacob Thomas, Jacob 2012, Thomas, yeah. of course, with Cubby and Jasmine Joyce, both in the Rugby Sevens yeah. in, in 2016 yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah so there's, there's some really good names, aren't there? Uh, let's talk rugby now then, because the Autumn Internationals, uh, played, of course, under the guise of the Autumn Cup uh, this year, came to an end for, for Wales. It was a really good end with uh, Pembroke's Sam Parry scoring a try in the win against Italy. Uh, Gordon, we spoke about this on Pure West Sport on Saturday morning. We did. What was your assessment of the Italy game? In well, the as I I said to you on Saturday morning, Ben, Wales needed a performance. And, did they get um, one? They did get a performance. They've had a tough time during the uh, Autumn Nations Cup. Confidence has been low. They haven't played uh, particularly well. But uh, I have to say that after 60 minutes, they they got their game together uh, on Saturday, uh, put on a few points and won 38-18 in the end. Uh, Faletau and Tipperick were outstanding uh, in the back row for Wales. Um, and also Sam Parry, I have to give him full credit, uh, as a hooker, his job is to throw in the line out. He did a superb job there. He also didn't lose any of his uh, strikes against the head, uh, and he stayed on for 80 minutes. And that mm. don't usually happen uh, in the in the modern game. So uh, I applaud young Sam Parry, and 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 he did grab a try as well, which was uh, you know that added to his uh, excellent evening. Um, will Pivot stay or will Pivot go? That seems well, to be the question between the 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 boys in the studio yeah, here now that's that's the question let's get some thoughts on that please on our facebook page where next for wales bill i know you and fraser we're we're kicking off the debate before we were even on the air just before we get to that a, a word from you bill for, for sam parry because we, we spoke about him just as this show was starting life back in october and he'll be pleased with that end to the autumn campaign i think yeah i didn't watch the game live i have to be honest and i don't share gordon's uh view that it was a better, much better performance. It was a little better, but we were trailing, you know, at one stage there and not looking like scoring. I, I agree with him with Tipperick and, and Falato, and I thought Sam Parry had a, a tidy game. I think what he did, he did quite well. I, I'm waiting now for some other comments here. That's why I'm hesitating a bit. But as for Pivac, he's toast. He's toast. Okay, well, there we go. My confident prediction, words. you heard it your first... Pivac to go, and a New Zealander who I won't name yet, but who is coach of a very successful team, uh, Canterbury, um, could well be the next Welsh manager. I'm going to put a ten. That tenner you owe me. When I'm going to put that in advance now on my prediction. I, I can't keep up with these charity bets, Bill, so I'm not going to commit another one. Not another no, no, I'm pounds. going to use that ten quid to put a bet, and I'm going to give a hundred quid to a charity. <laughs> Phrase it. Bill thinks that Pivac is toast. Do you agree? I think. I mean, it, 
depending on what Bill knows what's going on behind the scenes, I don't know. I think in terms of on the field, I think the mitigating circumstances surrounding 2020 may save him for now. Uh, what's everything that's gone on with COVID-19, the injuries he's had to deal with, the fact that he is still relatively new to the role and so on. Having said that, I don't think this will be tolerated much into into next season if it continues. I, I do have to slightly disagree with Gordon as well. I don't think Wales did give a performance on Saturday. I think both Bill and Gordon have touched on the, on the brilliance of Faletau and, and Tipperick and that almost carried them. But I think that that was isolated brilliance. Um, I don't. I, uh, as a team, they still seem to lack that that sort of direction. Um, still leaking points, and I, I think the main problem is I think if if Wayne Pivak was having the results he was having, and you sensed something was building, and you sensed a clear plan, I think there would be a lot more perhaps relaxation and a lot more reasoning to give him time. We haven't got them. You know, no one can really work out what where Wales are going, what direction we're playing in, or what he's trying to build at the moment. You know, we were promised this enterprising style when he came in. We haven't got the foundations right first to play an enterprising style, and then we're still not threatening teams, you know, regardless mm. of leaking points at the other end. So, and I think it, it said a lot about the England game, the fact that we got so much kudos simply for staying in the game. <laughs> by that point, that was the expectation, that a good result was to lose by 11 points or whatever it was. So I don't think he'll go now for rugby reasons unless there is anything going on behind the scenes but I think if this form continues into New Year I think he'll be under serious pressure mm. Gordon um, Fraser makes the point that he um, might get away with it because of the circumstances of, this, of the year one, one thing you said to me a couple of times on Saturday is actually he's looking at different players and he needs to be given space to, to try and do that do we need to accept that actually Wales are at the point where they're going to see to bring faces into this team Sorry, Ben. I I didn't catch a, a lot of what you said there. Could you just repeat? Let that, me. Please? Let me. I, I, all I'm saying is, um, do we have to accept that whilst Pivak is trying to uh, bring new faces into the team, do we have to accept that results might take a bit of a hit? To, to be able to do that yeah well it's, it's a transitional period if we're honest um, yes I keep saying it we, we did well in the World Cup got to the semi-final it's a bit of a hiatus hernia now isn't it you know uh, yeah. we've got a, a lot of ageing players as well within the squad and youngsters coming through so it takes a little bit of time to bed mm. bed in a system I think today we expect too much too quickly. I really do. And I do think Pivak, Stephen Jones and the crew need a bit more time. They need the Six Nations. We all get carried away that Wales have to win every game. I'm, you know, I've watched Wales all my life. We've had periods where we've dominated. We've been absolutely useless. And now we're going through a transitional period. You've got to give the man time. And also the players have to take responsibility on the pitch. They're playing the game. Mm. You know, mm. they all talk about all different tactics. We should be doing this, we should be doing that. We've got to do the basics properly. Obviously, scrummaging, line-outs, very important. And also, we've got to retain possession. And we've got to have a focus of breaking the game line. Once we do that, we, we will improve. But you have to give, uh, give him time, definitely. And he hasn't mm. had enough time, in my opinion. It's, it, it, I, and I know it's a results business, but I think he should have the Six Nations and then we have judgment after that. 
built he needs a bit longer is that not fair uh no i don't think well it's a, a payment by results i just all i feel about the rugby at the moment ben it's joyless we don't have a plan you couldn't say it's like in the age of you know i go back to jpr and jj and gerald davis I, it's no good going back to that but i look at that um world cup a semi-final and there were people there with flair I don't see them a young boy Zamet is going to be a good player but I, the centres don't uh, I think Jonathan Davis is past his best he's been injured can't fault him he's been a brilliant servant mm. same with Alan Wynne Jones but it, there's strife throughout the Welsh camp because if you look I was reading on the weekend a very interesting article by Gareth Davis who's just been deposed as chairman Okay. And and Welsh Rugby Union representative on the World Board, and he's scathing about what's going on there because he's gone. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't seem to be a place that is full of what I call joy, but is just a, a, an esprit de corps amongst them. I don't know. I looked at that. I'd be interested. He's a politician next door to me here. What <laughs> he, he said about the game, but it, I, he, you asked him as well what he thought of Sam Parrier, didn't you? That. No, he didn't ask me, Bill, but he can't ask I, me if you like, really. No, I think, I think obviously, Ken Owens is... I asked you, actually, Bill. Yeah, I asked you, actually, Bill. <laughs> you we're, we're, we're checking, we're checking yeah. the minutes. <laughs> I'll answer for Bill, don't worry, Bill. We'll, we'll go back over the recording. No, <laughs> no I think, touching on Sam Parry, I think, obviously... He's still annoyed about Jamie Vardy, it's OK. Ken Owens is still on to me. I think you had, you know, a big chance for Sam Saturday and that Elliot D or, or Ryan Lies haven't really nailed down a place. And the worst line that has been a problem throughout the autumn, hasn't it? Unfortunately for Sam... Early on, I think a couple of lineouts went astray on our own ball, and then there was some that we did win back, which weren't necessarily one tidy. So I'm not sure in terms of of lineout throwing, he nailed the place down in the way he might would have liked to. Um, it would have been a huge boost to him to get off the mark and get the try as well. And he does have a knacker try scoring. He has a, a hat trick, maybe even two hat tricks um, yeah, yeah, in the Pro 14, the Osprey Centre, which is unheard of for a hooker. And as yeah. Gordon rightly pointed out as well, for hooker in international rugby, the last 80 minutes these days is um, is almost unheard of. Yeah. So. He, he'd be satisfied with what he'd done, um, but I think there's still there's still got to be more to come if he's going to come close to ousting a fully fit Ken Owens. Fraser. He grew in confidence Certainly. as the game mm-hmm. went on. And, and we we do have to remember we say there's been line out problems throughout the oh, autumn. Yeah. Well, it seems to have been around for a decade for Wales, to be honest. <laughs> but you know that's not always pinned on the hooker. The hooker's the full guy. But you know we, you talk about the lifters and the jumpers yeah. as well. So I mean, Alan wins from the Ospreys. Sam plays for the Ospreys. Yeah. So there's a bit of continuity there for the line out. It should be. Sure. Sure. Yeah, there should <laughs> be. Yeah. But it, okay. it's a foot in the door, and and you know he needs more from him but it's a foot in the door Absolutely. Okay. he's coming into a, into a front row that isn't the strongest wheels have ever had It's I don't think I, Gordon would know more than me I, I don't think it's a brilliant front row it's no Viet Gwent <coughs> uh, that's right we definitely <laughs> aren't going to need Viet Gwent but if you look Gordon. at it there's, there's a need for a bit of stiffness up front that front yeah. five have got to do well and I thought he he did well in the circumstances but I, I, I worry about the props I really do we got Rob yeah. Evans coming back. Bring so don't back worry. Evans, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, uh, Gordon, you actually interviewed Sam's mum for, for Pure West Radio, Julie, and I thought it was a really, really good interview. They must be a proud family right now. Oh, yeah, I was brought up with his dad, Stephen. Um, and, I mean, we were good pals when we were younger. And there's no prouder dad than Stephen at this moment in time. And also his mother, Julie, she, she is a true star. She, she really is proud of... Uh, both their boys, Thomas and uh, Sam, uh, you know, and she openly spoke to me the other week how proud she was of her boy playing for Wales and how hard he had worked to get there and achieve his goal. So that was a great moment, fair play. Can I just say as well, we haven't mentioned the other Pembrokeshire player there in Stephen Varney. 
who no, played yeah. who played well for Italy, and I just thought, and here I go again, grumbling, how refreshing it was to see a, a scrum half who can whip the pass out, mm. who made a lovely break and was almost too quick because the support uh, and 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 Josh Adams, uh, you know, got yellow carded for stopping him playing the ball, and I think I caught him kicking twice. Well. Perhaps we ought to have him a scrum half for Wales and get our backs running again instead of this blinking box kick all the time. Well, the mm. thing is, they're told to do that, Bill. That's I the problem with territory, and I agree with you. They do kick you know, too much, but when you're, you know, it's a tactical play. But I thought it was refreshing to see a young fellow of his age, was he 19? Yeah. 19, yeah. playing like that, getting the ball out, back yeah. up, ready to support, getting stuck in. I thought Stephen Varney really impressed there on Saturday. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And really good to, to mention Stephen as well, Bill. So uh, leave us your thoughts on the Facebook page about the future of Wayne Pivak. I think if I was to sum up the panel, I think Gordon says give him more time. Bill says he's toast. Fraser, I think, is probably just about in the middle of the of the two at the moment as, as we go through a transition. Is that fair, Fraser? Yeah, is that fair? N- yeah, I'm not quite toast, but he's in the po- he's in the toaster, ready to pop. Yeah, he's ready to pop. He isn't ready to pop yeah. yet. No marmite on him just no, yet. No. But dance is still a sport. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, leave us your thoughts. The butter out of the fridge. <laughs> leave, leave the thoughts on the Facebook page uh, just before we move on because we are going to finish by uh, just having a look at some of the winners from the Sport Pembrokeshire Awards and, and giving them a mention we, we should also mention uh, chaps that at Cheltenham on Saturday uh, two local jockeys James and Sean Bowen incredibly rode five of the seven winners mm. yeah incredible Brilliant. Isn't it? incredible I mean the pair of them are from a notorious uh, uh, the stables in uh, where is that Newcastle? New, little little Newcastle. Newcastle, just by yeah. some Peter Bowen and Karen Bowen. I mean, they've been brought up with uh, the the horses all their all their lives, and I mean, both of them would have been uh, conditional jockey champions as well in the past, yeah. and they they're both coming to fruition as well now. And what they achieved on Saturday was fantastic, fair play, brilliant, yeah, absolutely, absolutely brilliant, phenomenal. The funny uh, thing so well is then. Ben that they they haven't had five in a lot of the races race meetings they've been to recently. They haven't had five races between them, let alone five winners. So that's epic. And I think Peter Stable is coming into form now. So that can only be of benefit to them. But Gordon and I have met them. Fraser's met them. They're, you, I think you might have gone up there once. Yeah. They're highly competitive, totally motivated. And it's what they know is horses. They are brilliant jockeys aren't oh, they yeah they're top brilliant to talk about the family standing the test of time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Performing year after year. Lovely after year. mum and dad mm. too. Yeah, well done to them indeed. Right then, it's coming up to quarter to nine. Bit more still to come here on Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. I'm going to mention some of the winners at the Sport Pembrokeshire Awards before we finish at nine o'clock this evening here on Pure West Radio. <laughs> oh, Farm Ice Cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the Riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Farm Ice Cream. Ho, 
ho, ho! Santa here to tell you all about the Pure West Radio Christmas Extravaganza, their biggest ever giveaway, with over 24 unique prizes valued at over £2,000. Visit purewestradio.com to find out what prizes you can win by checking the interactive advent calendar in association with Synergy Health Pembroke Dock. Feel good, look great, act now and lose weight. We're members really matter. Call Carl now to book your consultation on 07545 610 Krug Glass is a 2AA rosette restaurant open for dinner, casual bar meals and afternoon teas with romantic rooms set in 600 acres with breathtaking views of unspoiled countryside as well as easy access to the area's world-famous coast. This is Pembrokeshire accommodation at its finest. To book your table or room, call 01348 831 302. Ho, ho, ho! Don't forget, a new prize is added every day until Christmas Eve. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year for me, Santa, and all my friends here at Pure West Radio. 15% off day tickets when bought in advance through the website? Check. Great value annual passes to ensure the fun lasts all year? Check. Award-winning zoo containing over 750 animals? Check. Jolly Barn where you can get up close to your farmyard favourites? Check. Large indoor vintage fairground? Check. A guaranteed fun family day out? Check, check and check. So what are you waiting for? Check out Folly Farm today. Zoo, barn, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio.
It's Leona Lewis and Bleeding Love on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone, Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Uh, the show's flown by again today. Some good discussion about the future of Wayne Pivak. Remember, you heard it here first. Bill's views on what's going to happen there. Uh, but leave us your comments on the Facebook page as well. Uh, now, to finish the show, we're going to look back a bit on some of the winners from the uh, very recent Sport Pembrokeshire Awards. We touched on this last week when we spoke about the the winner of the Lifetime Achievement Award, but across uh, the the events, there were some fantastic stories, Bill. And I know this is something you've been involved with for for many years. And we said last week that we can all remember covering it. And Fraser and I can remember shivering outside uh, in the the Folly Farm fun fair, waiting for people to come out whilst Bill's on the stage in the nice and warm. Uh, But there were some brilliant award winners this year, Bill. And and in particular, I think we were going to pick out the winner of the uh, Disability Sport Award. Yeah, I'd just say briefly before that, it's a great shame they didn't have their minute of glory on the stage but they're going to get it next year Alan Jones mm. is going to sort that out and Ben uh, Gordon Fraser and I would applaud that we've all been involved almost from the outset I, I've done it every year the other boys have uh, been involved as well in picking the winners but one of the ones that really caught my eye this year two of them really one was the disability sport award and the other one was the junior disability sport award in the Junior Disability Award, Blethyn Gibbs has really done well in weightlifting. Fraser know more about him than me, so I'll leave him talk about that. But Gaynor Martin, who won the Disability Award this year, 11 years ago had two uh, brain tumours. Died twice on the operating table. They got her back round. And if you talk to her, she's inspirational. She'd say, I'm not special. It just made me focus on my life. And now she rows with the Jemima Parry uh, Rowing Club in Fishguard. And she's a Welsh champion and she's hugely respected by everybody involved. So I take my hat off to um, Gaynor there. She is a remarkable lady. And uh, you try telling her, oh, well... Uh, you've done well and, and you've recovered. She doesn't want to know about that. She looks ahead all the time. Remarkable. Yeah, that's a, f- a fantastic ah. story. You get, you, you get so many of them over the years at, at the Sport Pembrokeshire Awards. Yeah. You, you, you really do. Um, Club of the Year was one I think Fraser was just going to talk about because you, you've been in Fishguard quite a bit for us recently on, on Pure West Radio, uh, Fraser. And Fishguard Sports AFC were, were the Club of the Year. Why do you think they picked up that award? Well, it's, it's interesting because obviously the criteria this has been different to so many before. You know, um, club of the year you haven't had a full year for clubs to really excel in terms of performance but what Fishguard did is 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 they they didn't die during the pandemic you know they used the pandemic to do good in the community you know and you, you talk and they got Owen Duggan and Gordon Bill both now tremendous bloke f- for the local community there and and what they did they, they got involved in food banks they raised money for the NHS they did so much charity work and they used the time as best they could to help society, didn't they? And help local society as well. And, and it really went down well. And, and they all chipped in. It was a group effort. It wasn't being led by one or two individuals. And they got a lot of kudos for it, and rightly so. And um, and I think it was interesting because it was probably the one year where you could accept a club winning it for for non-performance-related yeah. activities. And, yeah. and <clears throat> you've got to admire what they did. They, you know, they didn't let this year go to waste. Like It could have been easy for many clubs to do, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, no, in, indeed, and and that's credit to them. And I think we've we've actually covered that a few times, haven't we? How how clubs in Pembroke, in particular, this year have, have done other stuff around the community. Yeah 
to, to keep the interest going, but to, to show what an important part they are the, the fund, of their community. The fundraising has been immense, Gordon would list a whole lot of them that he knows. One of the things that I had appealed to me with the Fishguard one was that they shared the money around that they raised. They did things like help NHS. They provided money for Get the Boys a Lift. Okay. They gave money for a charity that deals with mental health issues and actually paid for two people to have a series of courses to help them with their problems cupcakes galore which was something that i was interested in they gave surprise, those to the local surprise. fire station all over what i thought you were giving up bill i, I have i'm up. only saying i'm interested because they're nice i think on a serious <laughs> note that is perhaps maybe the one good thing that had come for clubs of 2020 mm. that's hopefully helped bring some back closer to the community because yeah, you know football and rugby clubs should yeah. be integral yeah. to the community yeah. they always have been in the past yeah. we've come away from that in the last couple of decades quite sadly for a variety yeah. of factors which we've probably spoken about on here yeah. before so yeah. hopefully some good can come of this year yeah hopefully when we do return fraser that the communities will be a lot tighter like they were years mm. ago yeah. and they will join in and enjoy yeah. their sport mm. a lot more and, and get get all the families together and recip- I, think, reciprocate, I think we get a positive yeah. thing out of this covid19 and reciprocate the support with the clubs for going back in there and yeah definitely and having 25 pints every saturday i didn't <laughs> say that no, fraser. and play some darts maybe play some oh some that's no that's a pub game <laughs> And we should we should just mention just one final uh, winner, uh, Gordon. And um, I always like the unsung hero award because it's always unsung someone who hero, doesn't yeah. expect to pick up an award. And it was yeah. Nick Daly from Pembroke Dock Cricket Club, wasn't it? Yeah, Nick. Nick is a tremendous stalwart at Pembroke Dock. He's been there for many many years, you know. And we've had a difficult uh, year with sport. We managed to get some cricket done, and Nick was spearheaded uh, that down in Imble Lane, and. Uh, he, he organised a cricket match near the end of that particular season and raised, I think it was in the sum of around £2,000 and gave it to the NHS. Mm. What a, 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 you know, a, a lovely gesture from a great guy and a great club. And the, there is a man who likes 25 pints in the clubhouse as well. Yeah, you know, yes. He likes his beer. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Ben, I can't let you go without mentioning a couple more if you don't mind. Obviously, oh, be quick, Bill. Be uh, quick. OK, I will be very quick. Derek Hart, Laurian, yep. Jordan's dad for the uh, uh, coach of the year and the two we haven't mentioned Kelt Edwards a nine year old boy who won the chairman's award for raising over £3,000 to help and a kid mm. of his another nipper of his age and uh Kidney Research in memory of Tomo and the Lifetime Achievement yeah. Award, Alice Watts, 45 years of netball. You know, we've yeah. seen, we've all know Alice and what an award and what recognition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. great well, stuff. Well and to everyone who. Yeah, every one of them. They'll be yeah. there next year. Yeah. They certainly will. Uh, should mention, just as we, we finish, next week on the show, um, we're going to have the uh, WRU community officer from Haverford West, Geraint John Gordon, is joining us, isn't he? Yes, Geraint will be joining us. A lot of our listeners uh, might not know Geraint, but he's a former uh, good school uh, mate of mine. He played for the, the Cardiff Blues for many seasons, had a Walesby cap. He uh, actually did well on the coaching scene. He was with Die Young at Cardiff. Then he moved on to Canada for 10 years, went to Australia, and now come back to Wales. And now he's coming back home to Pembrokeshire <laughs> next week to talk and- to his old mate. He's on Pure West Sport next week. Uh, all the videos stay on the Facebook page, so do leave your comments. We like to read those through the week. Uh, we have to say, chaps, as well, good luck having for West County tomorrow night. It could be four games unbeaten with a, with a home win Don't tomorrow against Barry. Away now, Ben. Take each game as it comes. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm doing as a Tottenham fan. Going on already, getting carried away. I'm not sure they'll get away with 92 minutes like um, like today. But but to be fair, no, they 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 did grind out a result, and they are doing that, and that's that's kudos to them. 
Come on, and we. Swansea tomorrow as well, home to AFC Bournemouth. That's a that's going to be a real test. Very big few days. Swans are serious. Very big few days, Ben. Um, of course, at home to uh, the Bournemouth, who are, who are banging the mix of promotion themselves, and then of course Cardiff away on Saturday without fans. <laughs> It'll be one of the strangest South Wales derby for a while, but it's, it's a big game for so many reasons. Cardiff coming into form now as well, three unbeaten. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? To, just to yeah. see whether Swansea's playoff push is, is serious. Billy, you on the Bridge Meadow tomorrow night? I will be there with uh, my colleague, Mr. Thomas. Mr. Watson swanning off as usual. Swanning off, leaving like the local boys in the lurch. But yeah. here we are. Yeah, it, that's, it's always interesting, Gordon. You've got to spend two consecutive nights in Bill's company. Eh? Fantastic! Tell him, tell him, tell him I, nice I enjoy is. Bill's company. You're all taking the Mickey out of him. There's no need for it. We've Listen, been friends. He's for 73. You've got to look after the guy. Have I mentioned I'm 73. <laughs> You mentioned it once or twice, and Bill, your mood has got better Chelsea as the Francis. show's gone on. Uh, just yeah. don't mention Jamie Vardy. I've really enjoyed your company. Thank you very much for listening and watching on the Facebook page. We'll do the show again next Monday between 7 and 9. It's the West Files with Ronnie J next on Pure West Radio after the news at 9 o'clock. From for Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Hi, I'm Charlie James, and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. New cases of coronavirus have been reported in Pembrokeshire are up by 37 according to yesterday's figures. Public Health Wales figures show 21 new cases of COVID-19 recorded in Ceredigion, 98 in Carmarthenshire with a total of 156 new cases in the Heweldar Health Board area. There has now been a total of 1,201 cases in Pembrokeshire reported throughout the pandemic, 715 in Ceredigion and 3,972 in Carmarthenshire. Dr Jiri Shankar, Incident Director for the COVID-19 Outbreak Response at Public Health Wales, has said it is now clear from the data that the coronavirus cases are rising in most parts of Wales, reversing the downward trend we had observed as a result of the firebreak. If we are to have meaningful and safe interactions within the permitted exclusive Christmas bubble, then everyone should now start to limit their interactions with others as much as possible in the lead-up to the festive period. This does mean staying out of other people's homes, limiting the times and the numbers of people that you meet, maintaining social distancing and hand hygiene, working from home if you can, and self-isolating if you show symptoms of coronavirus or are asked to do so by contact tracers. The rising rate of coronavirus in public